Hey guys, it's Bo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Bo podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. As the old folks, I hope no one gets offended by that, but as the old folks would say, it feels good to be in the land of the living. How are you guys doing today? I am just excited to be back with another packed with information episode because guys, my mission here is not just to be talking on a podcast, although I can talk. It is to give you information to empower you to dump debt, build bank, and create the life that you want. So in this episode, we're doing just that. We're going to be talking about building wealth through real estate investing. I have wanted someone to come on and talk about this forever. So I was super excited when I was able to get Kendra from the key resource on the podcast If you don't know her, you're going to know her after this podcast episode. So I came across Kendra through another podcast that I was listening to because I was literally actively on a mission to find someone talking about real estate investing who was a millennial and who happened to be a woman of color as well because I think there needs to be representation in some of these topics. So not some, all of these topics. So I found her on the podcast and I had to bring her on. So guys, I am going to jump into her bio and then after that, we're going to have a little girl talk talking about how do you become a real estate investor? She has an interesting story. So without further ado, Kendra is an economist by day and real estate investor by night. She created the key resource to change the perception of what a real estate investor is supposed to look like. Kendra owns and manages four properties. That's eight rental units total, guys. She's on a mission to empower and educate millennials about building wealth through real estate investment. Kendra has been featured in Forbes and Black Enterprise Magazine. When she's not working or looking for her next investment, you can find her thrift shopping, baking some gluten-free goodies, or binge-watching Netflix with her husband. Listen in as I have Girl Talk with Kendra. Hey, Kendra, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really well. How about you? I am doing amazing. So I'm going to jump right in because I'll be honest with you. I didn't know anything about real estate investing until the show Flip This House. I don't know if you remember that. That was like years ago. But when that aired, and it became it became really popular. And now, of course, you have HGTV, which everyone is watching. Like my mom watches HGTV religiously. But now everyone is kind of hip to the game of real estate investing. And it's almost like it's a buzzword. So how did you get introduced to real estate investing? Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, I had always seen shows like that, too. And all those shows on HGTV, they're so addicting. Um, unfortunately, though, they don't really show everything and it it can look so glamorous right but there's so much hard work that goes behind flipping um and I've actually I've never done flips so I'm a buy and buy and hold investor I just buy properties hold them and rent them out and I came across real estate investing super randomly like it's not something my family does it's not something that I always wanted to do but I played a game uh called cash flow 
and it's like Monopoly, but it's way more fun. I played that game a few years ago and it just opened my eyes and I have been like investing ever since. That is interesting. <laughs> you played a game and then you got into real estate investing. That's very interesting. Yes. And the crazy thing is, like you mentioned HGTV, I, I knew about those shows and I knew that real estate investing was a thing, but I never saw myself doing it. I, I never um, was able to put the pieces together and say, okay, this is something that, that I can do, even though I'm young, even though I'm a woman, even though I'm black, even though I don't come from money. Like, and I think that's um, something that we're like, we're missing. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now is like teaching and educating and empowering because people need to see that, you know, it's possible for them where they are. You don't have to come from a long lineage of wealthy people to invest in real estate. And that's, that's what the game like helped show me. So being all those things, being a woman, being an African-American woman, not having come from necessarily generational wealth, how did you convince yourself? How did you have that mindset shift to say, I can do this and then go out and buy your first property? So um, my husband and I, we actually played the game together, that game cash flow. It changed our lives. Literally the next day after playing that game, we were looking for our first rental. And so we both kind of have the attitude to where we'd rather try and fail than never try at all. And so we kind of jumped into it, not really knowing what the heck we were doing. And we made some crazy mistakes, but um, from those mistakes, that's how I'm able to like teach people to help them do better than I did. But yeah, we just we just kind of went for it. So if anyone has never played cash flow, if you're listening and you're like, what is this game? So basically you start off with like with a career, you have like student loan debt, you may have like a kid or something, and you're trying to get out of the rat race of life. And so the rat race could be like living paycheck to paycheck, living with like tons of debt, um, things like that. And the only way to win is to make smart investments and you can um, like live your dream. And so what we found was you cannot win the game without investing in real estate. There was no way to quit your job and like live your dream and go travel or whatever your dream was. You could never um, truly do that without investing and making your passive income greater than what your expenses were. And so it was just like, it was really transformative, but that's kind of how we got into it. Wow, that is such an interesting story. I, I promise you guys, I have the most interesting podcast guests out there. <laughs> so tell me, what was your experience like purchasing your first um, real estate property or investment property? Um, what was that like? Literally, you said you went from a game to then looking at properties properties to buy. So what was that first experience like? So we um, we just started looking at like different websites like Zillow and Redfin, and we found this property, and we were like, okay we just need to make sure that the rental income can cover the mortgage. Like, so we kind of ran the numbers as, as you know, good as we knew how, and we moved forward with this property. And the crazy thing is um, it, it was a duplex. Right. And I didn't know at the time about this thing called house hacking. Are you familiar? No, I'm not. So house hacking is when you buy a multi-unit property, like a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. So an apartment building with more than one unit, um, up to four units, and you live in one and you rent out the others. And the benefit of house hacking is that you can put down less money. So if you're buying a rental property, like if you're buying a property that you are not going to live in, you have to put down 25%. And that's a lot of money. 
So for us, for that first rental, 25% was like $52,000. And we didn't have $52,000. Like we had to pull it from our retirement, which is also very risky. Um, so anyone listening, if you go that route, definitely make sure that it makes sense for you. Definitely consult with like a financial advisor or something. But since we jumped into real estate so randomly without saving, without planning, we had to pull that money from our retirement. But if we would have house hacked, we would have only had to put down like maybe $12,000 or something. I don't know the exact math, but um, lack of knowledge, like we wasted money. Gotcha. I've never heard of that before. I have seen where people now are buying the duplexes and um, saving to buy the apartment complexes. But that's interesting that you said you have to pay 25% if you're not going to live in your rental property. Good things to know, because I did not know that. And I would have been out here looking crazy. Yeah, it's expensive. The thing is, whenever you're getting a mortgage to buy a property, so yeah, it, you have to put 25% down if you're getting a mortgage. I mean, if you're paying cash, if you got it like that, then I mean, ball out, you know. But um, if, if you're getting a loan from a bank, they want 25% because um, rental properties for them are very risky. And so they feel like if you live in it, you know, you'll be more hands-on and they it's a little less risk associated with that for them. So um I remember, so we didn't really know what house hacking was, but the the banker at the time was like, hey, if you live in one, you know, it'd be better. We can give you a better interest rate and things like that. And at the time, my husband and I, we lived in a, a house. It was a big house. We had like a big backyard. We had a garage, which in D.C. is like unheard of. We lived in D.C. We had a garage, a backyard, a basement, like huge house. And um. I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't really in the wealth building mindset. And so I couldn't wrap my mind around giving up my huge house to live in a, a one bedroom in this duplex just to save money. Like I, I just couldn't do it. Um, I didn't know all the benefits of house hacking, but just the idea of like the sacrifice was not, it was not for me at the time. So one thing I tell people now is if you're building wealth from the ground up, you have to sacrifice. Like sacrifice may look different for each person, but um, you have to think about what short-term sacrifices you're going to make in order to reach your long-term goals. So later on, we ended up house hacking a four-unit apartment building once I finally like got it in my head that it was worth it. So now you guys manage and own four properties, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you go about assessing a property for your portfolio? So the first one, you were kind of like, went on Zillow. We had to make sure that, you know, we can pay for the mortgage with the amount that we would charge for rent. But what other aspects are you looking at when you're thinking about a property to add to your portfolio? So something that's really big uh, for me is thinking about the neighborhood and like um, any changes that are going to be coming soon. Like, are they building up? some new shopping centers and things like that. So um, also looking at just the trends over time, you can go to the city planning website, you can, um, or go to your city planning office and see, okay, where has this community been? Where is it going? What are the plans? Um, I talk to neighbors. I always, always talk to neighbors and find out what they know about the neighborhood, about the particular house. I stalk neighborhoods. Like I will sit outside on a Sunday at four, on a Monday at 10 p.m. Like it's really important to get a sense of the area you're buying in and, um, and kind of understanding that. So that's just as important as 
knowing the numbers. So one thing you mentioned was that when you guys jump into your first property, you didn't necessarily have a plan. Like you didn't have the savings or anything like that. So what is, what should people plan for if they're interested in actually buying their first rental property? So yeah, definitely make sure you um, have the down payment, but on top of the down payment, you're going to need um, at least six months of living expenses. I would suggest just for everyone's personal finances, you have six months of living expenses for yourself, for your own expenses, but then think about having six months of expenses for that property. So if you buy the property and you don't get a tenant for months, can you pay the mortgage on your own? Um, And so this is why house hacking is so popular, because if you think about how much you need for that 25% down payment, say it's 40,000 or 50,000, like who has that amount of money laying around? But if you're able to house hack, like I have a um, coaching client who purchased a four unit building and only put $5,000 down. Um, I have another coaching client who did not put any money down. She house hacked a duplex. And um, that just makes the barrier to entry lower. And you only have to live there for a year. So you get this property, you house hack, you put this low down payment or no down payment because whenever you're living in the property, you qualify for. Um, different grants and down payment assistance um, programs. So the possibilities are just endless and it kind of opens it up to more people because like I said, like who has $50,000 laying around? If you have $50,000 laying around, guys, student loans better be paid off. Cars (laughs) cars better be paid off. Let's be real about this situation. So, okay. So once obviously buying and preparing to buy the house is one thing, but what are some things that people need to understand about real estate, real estate investing on the back end? Have you ever run into issues with tenants? How do you avoid some of those issues um, that may arise? So, yeah, I guess that a lot of people are really scared to have like problem tenants. And what I always tell people is think about when you were a renter or if you're a renter now, if you are a good tenant, there are people out there just like you. Like not every tenant is a bad tenant. I know when I was renting, I didn't cause any any issues on purpose. You know, you have the, you know, things here and there that may break or whatever. But um, there, I know there are people out there just like me looking for places to rent. Um, also think about the fact that you don't have to have like the traditional tenant. You can, um, you can do, you know, put it out there for college students. You can... Um, put um, advertisements out there like in local hospitals for nurses or um, just kind of think about where your rental is and what kind of renter you might attract. Are you near a hospital? Are you near a college? Are you near um, a military base? Military renters are great. Um, Also, short-term rentals like Airbnb. We did Airbnb in our duplex for like two or three years and it was extremely profitable. So, there's so many different ways to make rental income. You don't have to stick with like a traditional tenant. So with the house hacking, obviously you are living with, um, are living in the same duplex or whatever it may be with your tenant. Have you ever come yeah. into a case where you've decided to hire maybe a rental property management company? Is that something that you would advise as you are starting to get into real estate investing? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because that's one of the, um, things you have to consider if you, consider if you want to house hack because it, it's a sacrifice sharing walls with your tenants like you know you really it, it could be uncomfortable for some people 
So I know people who house hack who don't tell the other tenants that they're the owner. They say like, oh, I'm just a live-in property manager or maybe not even that. They may act as if they're another tenant and then they hire a company to facilitate everything else. There's nothing wrong with that. We actually told our tenants we, we were the owners because when we went to look at the property, they we met them. Like whenever we look at rentals that already have tenants in it, we always meet and interview the tenants. So since we did that, they knew that, you know, who we were. Um, but there's nothing wrong with hiring a property manager. Nothing wrong at all. Cool. So what steps are involved in purchasing your first rental property? So say someone who's listening wants to buy their first rental property, what are some steps that they need to take to do so? So the first thing is definitely figure out what your goals are. Like, don't go buy a property just because you heard this and you heard me say that it was a good thing to do. Why do you want to own a property? Do you want to leave it as an inheritance? Do you want to make passive income? Do you want a house hack? Like some people house hack not really to make like tons of money every month, but they they house hack just so they can live for free. So say right now you're living in an apartment and you're paying $1,200 a month in rent. If you house hack, get a duplex, you have your tenant paying to live there, they're covering the mortgage completely. Now you're basically living for free. That $1,200 a month that you were spending on an apartment, you can put that on your student loans. You can save money. You can buy another property. You know, so some people house hack to free up money, right? So why do you want to um, buy a property? The second thing would be setting your budget, figuring out what you can afford. Um, and then the next thing would be getting pre-approved. If you're, if you're going to use a mortgage, you want to call some banks and see how much they're going to lend you. Then after that, find a real estate agent. A lot of people start finding a real estate agent before they're ready, but you definitely want to talk to a bank first and then find an agent. All right. So what resources can you share with my audience to help them tap into this wealth building strategy? Because it is a part of wealth building. Wealth building. Yeah. So I would say if you're looking for a fun family game, definitely go buy <laughs> Cashflow. It's on Amazon. Uh, they're not paying me to say that. They probably should because I talk about it all the time, but um, it's really, really a great game. Um, I have tons of resources that I share on Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, follow me um, at the key resource. Um, and then I have different courses and things like that on my site. One of the things that people struggle with when they get started with real estate investing is figuring out what type of investing they want to do. Like there's so many different things that you can do. You can um, flip properties, you can buy rentals, you can wholesale, you can invest in tax liens. Uh, there's so many different things you can do. And so figuring out which one is best for you is a really good step. Uh, so I have this course called the Real Estate Summit, and it's me and five other investors, and we're kind of going into detail about the six different ways to invest in real estate. That's a great way to start. Hey guys, right now, Kendra is offering 50% off the Real Estate Summit for all Girl Talk with Foe listeners. Head on over to girltalkwithfoe.com forward slash the key resource to claim your discount. Again, the website is girltalkwithfoe.com forward slash the key resource. Okay, let's get back into our girl talk. Um, and yeah, oh, the other thing too, uh, most cities have local real estate groups called RIAs, uh, Real Estate Investment Associations, and you can definitely join your local real estate investment group and kind of learn from people in your city. 
That's awesome. So guys, you of course know that I'm going to have her information in the show notes. So you want to make sure you head on over to her Instagram and also to her website to check out some of the courses. I need to be checking out some of these courses because, you know, I've been hearing a lot, especially in the personal finance space. Of course, you're going to hear a lot about real estate investing. I was literally just um, presenting at a real estate workshop on uh, this past weekend, of course, talk about the personal finance side of it. But real estate investing is a big thing, is a buzzword, is a part of wealth building. Like between having rental properties and your retirement savings, those are the two biggest wealth builders um, that are out there. So you want to make sure you get knowledge on it, especially if you are planning on doing this. Don't just jump out there um, when you have a lot of resources that can help you make wise decisions so you aren't wasting money or you're not putting yourself at high risk. So where can my listeners connect with you again? So definitely um, reach out to me or follow me on Instagram. Once you find me on Instagram, like the link in my bio has everything you need. So that's at the key resource. Um, Go through my story highlights on Instagram because I share a lot of tips. I do different case studies um, and I break a lot of different things down. So that's really helpful. And then my website is thekeyresource.info. So yeah, I would love to chat with you guys. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your knowledge. Like this is, this is really good. I gotta, I need to check out some of this stuff on real estate investing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you head over to Apple iTunes to leave a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to sign up for the Real Estate Summit. Head on over to girltalkwithfo.com forward slash the key resource to claim your 50% off for this amazing course. Follow me on all social media platforms. I am at Girl Talk with Fo. I will talk to you guys in the next 